Hi, it's Megan Tripp uh, from the show. And before I start the episode, I just wanted to say that um, I hmm, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I I support the protesters and I support Black Lives Matter. So for what it's worth. Uh, some random girl on the internet uh, is trying to be supportive uh, and I am sorry if uh, you have been dealing with ignorant people as of late pushing against uh, you fighting for what's right and The, there's uh, not going to be any mention of <laughs> the uh, unrest in the episode because we're just going to be talking about a movie because uh, this is supposed to be a fun diverting time. Uh, unfortunately, I picked a movie that maybe isn't the best for that. Uh, it's still a really good episode, so uh, I think you'll all enjoy. Um, enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Not Another Bad Movie Podcast with me, your host, Megan Tripp. Um, Yes, it really is Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. I know I may have thrown you off by including some music at the top, but I finally got around to getting a theme song, I don't know, three years after starting this. (laughs) So doing really well. (laughs) Uh, Shouts out to Mike Vestias, who uh, composed that. Thank you so much for that. Um, so today, as always, I'm going to talk about a bad movie from Lifetime. Well, it's not always Lifetime, but this time it is. And I have a guest that you know from being quoted uh, from from an Atlantic article, um, and that you know from his writing at the school, and that you know from him being on before. It's Tim Stevens. Hi, Tim. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. That's a pretty futuristic setup. What is that thing you were moving around? Is that a microphone? That's a microphone, yeah. <laughs> it looks like a spaceship. <laughs> As I'm talking. Yeah, there's like a small spaceship like floating towards you in your car. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I'm easily distracted. <laughs> so how you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I'm, I got to be honest, I'm a little depressed after I watched that movie. Uh, it is my fault. Oh my I'm the one that chose it. And wow, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> So I try to avoid stories that are based in in real life. Uh, I I did do the one about the woman who used uh, self defense as a um, a defense <laughs> in her <laughs> trial, uh, even though she used an axe. Um, wow! And I forget what that's called, but. Uh, that that was a wild story, um, complete with hypnotherapy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, I did uh, one with uh, Daniel Cohn as the guest, uh, where we watched uh, Death of a Teenager. No, 
Death of a Cheerleader. That's what it is. And that was based on a true story. And, you know, we gave our disclaimer at the top that, like, oh, we're just going to talk about the movie. We're not talking about the actual events. Uh, Yeah. And and that had some pretty extravagant performances from (laughs) Tori Amos uh, and Amos. I I don't know how to talk. Um, And uh, what's it? Kelly Martin. But this is like a very straight drama about a child death. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know it was a true story either. And I did not realize when I gave you the option that (laughs) this was based on true story. Yeah, I I didn't know until afterwards I was reading things uh, just to, you know, sort of be prepared for this. I was like, oh, it's a thinly fictionalized version of actual events. Great. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, they do at the beginning... Uh, say based on true events and I was like oh it's Friday night we're meant to record tomorrow I don't feel like I can change well on Tim so I guess we'll watch it but oh no I'm used to sometimes those things being so vague like based on true events can mean a lot of things you know that there was this Mm -hmm. case but this is just a straight up sad depressing case so you know just drawing on true events makes it that much worse oof yeah so we watched Death Click because Lifetime, whoever's in charge of naming things, is not very sensitive about this. <laughs> no, I, I will say, you know, I stand by that. That is a really great title if it was not based on a true story. It's snappy. <laughs> yeah. Like Insta Psycho yeah. was a stupid story and it was based on nothing. And it's a good title, but it could have also been called Death Click. And I still would have liked right. that, you know. And that's what I was kind of anticipating with Death Click. I'm like, oh, it's like your your typical Insta Psycho situation. Yeah, exactly. That was my thing. Like, oh, okay, it's going to be trashy, and uh, and even you know within the first half hour, I still kind of had that impression. But when it goes off the rails, it goes off the rails quick. Like, there's sort of a zero yeah. to sixty thing that happens, uh, and uh, yeah, it was very eye opening. <laughs> So we start with, uh, I think her name is Ashley. She's blonde. Yes, that's Ashley. Yep. And um, we see her mom walking out into the living room. And it looks like she's kind of making out with the wine bottle because she just like wants every drop of yeah, it. Yeah, she's having a night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I have a note about uh, Ashley saying do for me mom and then is that really her mom or is she just being rude because in the next scene there's another brunette and for some reason i thought the other brunette was the same actress and it is not (laughs) well yeah it's a little weird because so ashley appears in this brief five minute sort of intro to the movie and then she goes away for like 10 minutes which isn't a long time but you meet two new girls almost immediately so it's very confusing at first like wait is that somebody we know? You know, is that fit to the story? And then, obviously, when she shows up, the pieces start to fall into place. But those first 15 minutes, you're like, what What was the purpose of that opening scene? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> and it's strange, too, because her mom's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Did she fall over or did she get pushed? I think she fell over because she's really drunk. But the way that scene yeah. ends, you wouldn't be mistaken to think, like, oh, she totally is about to kill her mom. <laughs> Um, but no, she's just being like I a terrible she was person. Gonna to like, her. S- yeah, like she's just 
she's like yelling at her and being mean. Yeah. But then it looked like she was about to like stomp her head in with her. Yeah, shoes. that's exactly what I thought. I thought we cut on the moment <laughs> that like she brained her mom, and it turns out not to be <laughs> the case at happen. all. No, thankfully. I mean, there's quite enough murder in this already. So. Oh goodness, yes. So, and it's funny because. I feel like after watching the whole movie, I should be able to piece together when this event took place. And yet I don't know when it took place. Does it happen before the rest of the oh. events in the movie? Or is that a flash forward? That's a good I don't question. Know. Uh, I mean, it could easily go <laughs> at almost any moment in the movie. Um, so, yeah, you're right. I, I, I assumed it was like before her first day at this new school, but there's no reason it couldn't have happened uh, immediately been. in the middle of the story either, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. I guess usually in lifetime movies, it's um, it's like a f- a flash forward of like what terrible event is going to happen, and then everything's normal and everything's great, and then you're like, oh, we're back at the beginning part again, aren't we? And things are going to ramp up. And in this case, I'm like, I don't actually know because she gets rid of those shoes later, so it can't happen towards the end of the movie. Well, yeah. It- and we never see that scene again. So. Right. And. I mean, I guess it adds some understanding to Ashley's character, but we see versions of that scene play out multiple times afterwards, so it's not really that insightful. Uh, No. Yeah, I mean, I guess it helps you kind of see her coming when she does show up that she's bad news, but, I mean, the way the actress is from almost part moment one when she shows up at this high school, if you didn't have that first scene, you'd still be like, she is unnerving uh, and, and uncomfortable in ways. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just because everybody loves Friends now, I thought I'd mention the woman who plays the mom, uh, Tina, is played by Michelle Clooney, who, or Clooney, I guess, who played one of the, not Ross's ex-wife, but Ross's ex-wife's new wife in Friends. So, that's... If you know her from somewhere, uh, okay. that's probably I I'd where seen you that know her from. Actress before, yeah. <laughs> and I just know that because she. I feel like she's also been in. Yeah, she's been in other stuff, but she was from Connecticut originally, so I take yeah. special notice of actors from Connecticut. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call other people from Connecticut, like fellow nutmeggers? Nutmeggers, or... yeah, is... which doesn't make sense to anyone else in the country, but yeah, that's the uh, the most common is nutmeggers. I guess <laughs> technically. Connecticutions is correct, but no one actually uses that. Cutions? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me think of like Lilliput. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought Connecticuters. Well, that's a good one. But I don't yeah. know. If Maybe I'll try to make that catch on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't recognize anyone else from this movie, I don't think. And I usually go on IMDb, but I did not this time. Yeah, I didn't recognize them, actually. But when I went on IMDb, the, the lead there, uh, Ashley, has been in a few different things. I guess most notably Shameless. Um, but And I've seen a bunch of Shameless, and I did not recognize her at all. So you would be forgiven mm-hmm. not, to real, uh, not to recognize anybody in the cast. <laughs> um, so we have two... Well, we have three main characters. We have Ashley, who's going to be the new girl at the school, mm-hmm. who's mean to her drunk mom, has blonde hair. And then we have Jade, who's a brunette. And then we have Sarah, who's the short girl. And Jade and Sarah have been best friends since elementary school, I think. That Yeah, there's 
it's never specifically said, but there's a bunch of photos of them at increasingly younger ages. So it's probably they started to go together, you know, in kindergarten or something like that, and they've been friends ever since. Um, they have Spanish class together. Jade is bad at Spanish, so she cuts a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of these things where Jade has a uh, single dad who apparently spends a lot of time with his girlfriend, so he's not around a lot, whereas Sarah has sort of the perfect, or from the outside looking in, perfect nuclear family. Mom, dad are very involved in her life, love her very much. Um, and Jade's, she's not a girl from the wrong side of the tracks, but it has that kind of feel to it, that like these are friends who, who don't have as much as co- in common as they might have when they started to be friends. Right. And Ashley immediately is is drawn to Jade on her first day of school and asks Jade to cut class like within the week. Yeah, like the next day, isn't it? Something like that. I think so. Time's a little weird yeah. too. It doesn't necessarily go day to day, but I think the next time we see them at school, she asks her to cut class with her, so feels like that at least yeah um that first day ashley asks jade and sarah to hang out at her place i guess there's a what is it they there's like a, a party going on later and they invite her to come with them and she says well why don't we go to my house first i think is sort of how it goes um oh, okay yeah it, so Jade's, or I'm um, sorry, Ashley's sort of like a vampire in that, like, you have to welcome her in. Um, and her main technique, as it turns out later, because this is a thing that reoccurs, is she has shoes that people like, and if you compliment her shoes, she fixates on you. So in this opening thing, Jade <laughs> says she really likes these, like, purple, suede looking, studded, low cut, high heel boots, maybe, I think they are, sort of things. Um, they look yeah. very clunky, but. Again, this happens at a time we're not entirely clear on, somewhere in the 2000s, I guess. So maybe they were in at the time. Jade compliments them, and that's sort of it. That's how you welcome this monster into your life, as you say you like her shoes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Ashley lights up anytime anyone mentions her shoes. She's like, oh, you like my shoes, do you? Yeah. (laughs) And there's this whole subtext that they really don't speak to, but it's like they're not doing anything to hide it either. That she she fixates on these people, but there's like a... There's sort of like a sexualized component to it. Um, It happens with Jade, and then there's a girl later in the movie who really is just sort of a side character to further establish that Ashley's bad news, but we really get it at that point, who also compliments a pair of uh, Ashley's shoes, and it's the same thing. She, like, immediately is um, trying to isolate this girl and, um, like, invites her out back for a drink during a dance and things like that. So there's this unspoken but sort of... uh, pretty clear i don't know lesbian threat is quite the right word but that kind of thing that like her interest isn't just friendship that it's um more than that yeah i don't i didn't i looked at i'm gonna finish one of these sentences (laughs) i (laughs) i looked at wikipedia uh to go over some of the details of the actual Mm -hmm. case so I didn't do a deep dive into the actual case to see, like, yep. all the ins and outs. But th- there was nothing in what I read that indicated that there was anything sexual between any of the people in the actual case. One of the things I read that 
did mention one of the theories was that uh, the eventual victim caught the other two um, being physically involved. But like you said, that doesn't show up in the Wikipedia. And I just read that as a theory. So I have no idea if that's like accurate or if that one is that one of those true crime like i'm gonna sex this up a little bit kind of things so i'm not sure (laughs) but it feels like at least whoever wrote this read that theory as well and was like well i'm not gonna outright state it but i'm gonna make it in many other ways um obvious that you know ashley is more than just hungry for friendship yeah. It's it's disappointing. I mean, there's a lot about this movie that's disappointing and dark and unpleasant. Sure. So it's sort of a drop in the bucket, I guess. But it is like, if you're not actually going to do anything with it, then don't do anything with it. You know, you might as well not bring it into the thing. Yeah. And it, it's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> Just because we never get, like, like, if this had been, if this had been on lifetime which in this alternate universe was a channel where you had movies like insta psycho Mm -hmm. and like the victim like had a girlfriend instead of a boyfriend and there was just like a bunch of queer people all the time in movies and they got to be something other than like a crazy killer right exactly (laughs) then you'd be like okay occasionally being a crazy killer lesbian's fine (laughs) but like I never see any of these movies where someone is coded as gay and they're not like immediately menacing also. Right. And that's what makes this particularly awful. Yeah, and I guess also in real life the the two survivors survivors isn't right. Um the characters who were um Ashley and Jade in this one both are convicted of murder. Um in the movie it makes it seem like it's all Ashley's idea, so it adds to that feeling of like uh not only is she sort of queer coded, but also we've rewritten it so she's the only monster involved, as opposed to in real life. Apparently, it was between the two; these two. It's, it's just yeah. further icky, as you said. It's, yeah, it, like you said, you know, if you're gonna have a dozen queer characters, sure, one of them can be a murderer. But if you have no queer <laughs> characters ever on your network, and the one that sort of vaguely might be, uh, yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Um, so we know that Sarah's relationship with her family is pretty good, but her dad has in the past entertained the idea of taking a job out of town and making the family move. Uh, she's a junior at the moment Mm -hmm. and her mom wants to let her, um, graduate from her high school and stay close to her friend Jade. Um, and that's what Sarah wants too. And when they first sprung that idea on her, I guess like a year ago, she ran away from home. And I don't know how long she was gone. Yeah. Like maybe a day. Yeah, it doesn't make it clear, but it doesn't seem like it was, it certainly wasn't like a manhunt kind of thing. Cause later they report her missing to the police and the police don't say like, oh yeah, I remember we searched for her for, you know, weeks last year. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any right. <laughs> recollection of that being the case. Um, it, yeah, and I can't tell if, like, Dad is perpetually being offered the same job over and over again, or he just keeps applying for jobs out of town. But either way, it's sort of funny that, like, yeah, last time I applied for a job out of town, my daughter ran away, so we decided not to do it anymore. But then I applied for another job out of town. I'm not really sure <laughs> what the deal is there. I mean, it could be one of those uh, 
businesses that has multiple offices across the country and they were like you can go to san francisco which is not that far and he's like oh yeah maybe and then they were like let's go to texas and then it's like texas is even further Uh, but he's sour about his wife disallowing him from moving and his wife is annoyed at him for not being considerate of Sarah and Sarah is like, oh, my parents are dumb. <laughs> yeah, he gets like incredibly petulant about it. I think he sort of like at one point like mumbles under his breath like, it's just my career, not a big deal or anything. <laughs> like, yeah, he literally does. You're, like, you're 40-something years old, man. Like, <laughs> it's alright to be bummed about it, but like maybe don't act like a child in front of your wife? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. And it's funny because all three of the houses are, like, of all three of the characters are pretty commensurate. Like, they probably, they're all in different areas of town. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure there's, like, nicer areas and less nice areas. But, like, the way that they make Sarah's house seem like, oh, it's, like, the really nice house is, um, one, they bring a lot of... Uh, light in Mm -hmm. where the other houses are just using natural light and then they have this enormous chandelier in the middle of the sitting room (laughs) yeah that's and they're also the only one who seems to have any kind of formal dining room even though the houses look relatively the same from outside from inside it's like the jade and um Ashley's houses are like Ashley. an entryway and a bedroom, and that's all you ever see of their houses. Whereas Sarah's like, oh, they mm-hmm. also eat in this house, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it's a weird thing because there is some sort of class stuff. Like Ashley plays on that a little bit, talking about like we understand each other because we're being raised by single parents. But in terms of actual like financial effect on them, they all seem in relatively the same boat. Even after Ashley met, at one point mentions mom's living off welfare checks. But Ashley's also taking money out of her purse all the time and, like, significant amounts of money uh, to buy shoes. To buy shoes. <laughs> and so, like, they don't actually use the class except to have Ashley mention it. And I don't know if that's a thing, like, it's supposed to speak to how good Ashley is at manipulating that, in fact, there aren't class differences there that she's playing on or that, more likely... Uh, they just didn't really care to spring for locations and, and work to find, uh, you know, various houses. Because yeah. by far the nicest house, the one that seems like in a separate area is you see the Spanish teacher's house at one point. And, you know, everybody oh, yeah. else's is like single floor houses and they're nice, but his is like two floors and he's got one of those driveways that's a circle. And like, oh, all right. Well, apparently teacher does better, much better on his own than, uh, you know, Sarah's parents who are together and you know dad has this apparent job that he, they're constantly trying to throw more money at him to move places so I mean for for all we know Mr. Spanish teacher has a, a wife who's bringing in a bunch of that's dough. a good point yeah <laughs> we don't we know don't, anything yeah we never him, actually right? know one way or another if he's married or anything for that matter about <laughs> it besides the fact that like I guess he kind of cares if you do your homework just portrayed as like what a jerk <laughs> <laughs> which i mean teens are yeah like no that's true it's just funny because there is no counterbalance like there at no point is there like insight into no he's not actually that bad that just seems to be the dominant theme is like yeah actually a monster but she's also right about this spanish teacher who's way too mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah he he just doesn't want uh jade or ashley to skip and he doesn't want people talking during his lecture (laughs) and he doesn't want people to uh copy off each other during tests although he doesn't 
just pick up their tests and say, you're getting a zero. No, no, he <laughs> which says... Which is what I think all my teachers would right, have done. <laughs> he just tells them not to. And then, this is a particularly weird scene because Ashley says it's her fault. But Ashley has just walked into the classroom and does not have a test. So I wasn't sure what she <laughs> meant by that, like how that could be. She doesn't know any of them. She walks in and uh, Jade's trying to copy off Sarah and the teacher calls them on it. And Ashley... Apropos of nothing, says, "Oh, it's my fault." Like, but how could that possibly be true? That doesn't make sense. I'm very distracting. <laughs> I guess, and that's why she looked over my way. I have fabulous shoes. Right. Just try not to look at my fabulous <laughs> have shoes. You seen you can't these? do it. <laughs> um. The bit with uh, just going to say this now because we're still talking about you know the family thing. The bit with dad. I thought, again, when I thought this was going to mm-hmm. be sort of more of a trashy, fun movie, not realizing, you know, how dire it was going to get, I thought we were in for, like, a Poison Ivy mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know, like the Drew Barrymore movie, because at one point, Ashley references, like, oh, yeah, she's just, because um, they're complaining about how Sarah is so, like, unaware of her privilege. They didn't use those terms, but basically, that's what they're complaining about. And the yeah. thing Ashley says about Sarah's dad is, yeah, he's just trying to make things nicer for their family. So I thought maybe we're going to go in the direction where that she's not queer-coded, she's just coded as, like, this voracious sort of teenager who, uh, you know, pulls everyone into her web, a la uh, Poison Ivy. But, no, that never goes anywhere. Uh, And, again, because it turns out not to be that trashy movie, it turns out to be this kind of, like, sad, depressing story of, like, a really big tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it... She's trying to manipulate Jade to be open to the idea of killing her friend right which jade doesn't realize no that's <laughs> and which the audience doesn't realize either um so it seems like oh maybe this is going to be a bullying situation right. um well i mean it's it is called death click so it's obviously going to like escalate to death at some right. point <laughs> but like you know it's going to start off uh with some bullying and uh maybe they're going to try and um tell the dad like oh no you should definitely you know go for that job and she should definitely move and we'll still like hang out with you mm-hmm. when we can and we'll still like write and then like totally just blow her off right. but no like there's no real methods of like getting rid of her it's just like her needling jade and being like yeah she really hangs on to you like excessively and she's definitely holding you back because like some guy who seems perfectly nice and cute asked you to the dance but he's not good enough for you and a real friend would tell you that he's not good enough for you and your other friend said that you should go to the dance with him yeah and jade is sort of so sarah has an interest in this guy named clay and we know about that from the beginning and then Ashley is this figure who, like I said, you know, is queer coded, but seems intensely interested in Jade. Jade is kind of coded as not having any particular interest at all in dating. And I don't mean like she's coded as asexual. I just mean she's coded as like, as if she doesn't even think about like what it would mean to go to the dance with a guy or anything like that. So this guy asks her and she just says yes. Uh, and the whole idea is she and Sarah are going to go with her dates and it's going to be great. Um, and then Ashley uses that against her. But it's just very weird. At, at no point does Jade seem to have any, I don't know if it's, it's sort of opinion about her sexuality at all, for lack of a better way to put it. Like, she doesn't say she's interested in that guy or she's not she interested in that guy. She's just kind of yeah. there. I don't, you know. She doesn't really have many opinions no, at all. No, that's true, really. ultimately, yeah. I mean, 
she she loves Sarah. Sarah's been her friend forever. Um, she's fed up with her dad, who leaves her all the time to go hang out with his girlfriend. Right. Um, but we don't really get any indication that Jade has any other thoughts besides that. No, and as a result, she comes across as at points as sort of being naive, isn't quite, just sort of clueless. And I don't mean in a dumb way. I mean like she's literally just not paying attention to anything that's happening around her. Because there's a couple times where Ashley says to her, like, literally, like, we, uh, we're going to have to get her out of the way. And she's like, oh, what do you mean? Like, we're mean to her? And she goes, no, no, I mean, so she, wish, uh, she would never bother us again. <laughs> she's like a serial villain. Like, she's dropping these massive hints. And Jade's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> I think that conversation happens after a party so they they go to a party clay is there Mm -hmm. ashley has talked to clay we don't know what was said in that conversation ashley tells sarah hey sarah um he'd be interested in hooking up with you someday maybe or whatever you should definitely talk to him and um clay comes by and it's like hey let's go walk to the woods and sarah's like okay cool and they walk to the woods and he starts taking off her pants. She's not interested. And she's like, why is that why we're here? And he's like, yeah, your friend told me you'd be down. And then she's like, nah, or whatever. And then she walks off back to the party, wants to leave the party with the people she came with, i.e. Jade and Ashley. But they already left. And right. Jade is already like sloppy drunk. And is like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, we should get rid of Sarah, whatever. <laughs> and falls asleep in Ashley's bed. Yeah. yeah, that scene with Clay was... I mean, Clay just couldn't be more stereotypical if he tried. You know, the whole thing is, apparently, uh, Ashley tells him, like, yeah, she wants to have sex with you. So when Sarah says she doesn't want to have sex with him, even though she seems to be into, like, making out at least... Um, so, you know, it's not like she is telling him, I'm not interested in you, period. She's interested. She just, she's never even dated the guy yet. Like, let's slow down a little bit. But his response is like, all right, I guess we're not doing anything then. I'm gone. (laughs) That's not like, there is, you know, like. Which is so strange because most people wouldn't want to have sex in the woods. I don't think. I mean, maybe some would. Yeah. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, and it doesn't. Personally, that's not where I'd want to (laughs) be. And it doesn't look like, oh, there's a nice clearing here. It's like. There's a tree. <laughs> that's it. Like, there's, there's nothing that's, like, pleasant about this location. Um, yeah, he doesn't propose, like, going somewhere else, and they kiss a little bit, and that seems fine. It, it's just funny. There's no, like, oh, well, if you're not ready to have sex, that's fine. Uh, I'm still really into you. Apparently, the only thing Clay was interested in was having sex that night, which I guess there are guys like that. But it's just very funny that the situation is... It, it, Clay is that easy a guy, apparently, that you're like, hey, a girl wants to have sex with you. He's like, all right, let's do that thing then. All right, let's, yeah. <laughs> this girl I barely I know. I guess that's let's, happening let's do tonight. This thing. <laughs> um, yeah. There was one moment earlier where Clay is flirting with somebody and Jade says to Sarah, don't worry, he's only interested in her because she's going to put out or something. Yeah, yeah, I think it's like, she'll do everything he wants, I think is how she phrases it. Oh, something like that. Okay, yeah. It was something gross. Yeah. <laughs> Not great. 
And again, that fits in with the sort of like casual dismissal of women that this movie indulges in. Like, you've got the really drunk mother, <laughs> you have the queer coded murderess, and then you have these other girls who aren't friends with mm-hmm. Jade or Sarah who are dismissed as like, well, the only reason he'd ever want to talk to her is because she's easy. Not like, I don't know. She seems like they're laughing and having fun. <laughs> Maybe he actually likes talking to people. Although later it turns out that apparently Clay doesn't like to talk to people. Later he's a douche. <laughs> yeah. so. So, so maybe they're it's right. It's very possible that that's right. why. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, gosh, I, I can't remember. I know. Oh, Sarah gets grounded because... Does she hoof it home? I How does she get I think that's home? what happens is she walks from this party, which is... Uh, again, in some apparently a different part of town because it's very like tree lined and things like that. So maybe it's on meant to be on the outskirts of town. But for any case, she it takes her long enough to get home that she blows her curfew, uh, and her parents are not cool with that. It made me wonder why she didn't just call her parents and say, "I got blown off by my friends." Yeah, I don't know if she thought she- I won't be able to see Jade again if I speak ill of Jade to my parents, or if she thought. She was going to, maybe she had been drinking and she thought, my parents are definitely going to know I've been drinking if they pick me up at the moment. Right, or, or even... It's never explained why she doesn't do yeah, that. Yeah, and she does have a cell phone. This isn't one of those movies where they act like cell phones doesn't exist. It, it becomes a plot point later on. So she actually has a cell phone. Yeah, she doesn't even try the like, oh, I'm really sorry, uh, I'm going to be late. I just got, I lost track of time. She just, yeah, I'm just walk home. Deal with the consequences when I get there. Yeah. And then her mom grounds her. She's angry at her mom, but she doesn't try to explain what happened at all. She's just like. Right. Which, again, could be. Curfews are dumb and you're dumb. Yeah. It could be her protecting Jade, I, I guess. Or, you know, like you said, there it, it was a party where there was alcohol. She was also making out a boy in the woods. Maybe she's just thinking that if I tell them any of this, I'm going to get in trouble for that stuff anyway. So I might as well keep that quiet. Yeah. Um. Jade and Ashley start hanging out without Sarah, but Jade is invited to come over for dinner because her dad's still hanging out with his girlfriend. Yep. But Jade has brought Ashley along to dinner. Right. Yeah. So the whole thing is, I guess, dad goes away for days at a time sometimes, and almost always Jade crashes with Sarah's family. She has dinner and she sleeps over. Uh, And it happens, I guess weekends weekdays dad doesn't really seem to care when he's home and when he's not i it was confusing it was also confusing because at one point he's going to move in with his girlfriend uh but the indication that is that jade's going to con- be able to continue to go to school so i don't know if the girlfriend's close enough that he can move in there and she can live with them and still go to school why can't he come home at night <laughs> like why does he have to go away for days at a time as opposed to like i'm just going to be there overnight or like yeah i'm going to go out and date with her and then i'll see you later I don't know what that is, but I I don't know. I think he's just like checked out. Yeah, I think that's so. Uh, he's like, uh, I'll be your dad on weekdays, and uh, this other family will be your family on weekends. Right. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> but now Ashley is insulated, or you know, sort of slipped into this relationship now. So you know, she comes over for dinner, and do they ever actually have that dinner? They set the table. And then the next scene is like them trying to convince Sarah to go out and Sarah's mom saying she can't go out. I guess they ate in between. Right, because she's grounded. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it may have been a boring scene, I guess, but it would also would have been interesting to see Ashley sort of in that space, you know, with people besides Jade or Sarah, you know, with adults who might be a bit more savvy. That might be a reason we don't see it is because they don't want to expose <laughs> how sort of blatant that Ashley is. Yeah, it could have been a good way to get Sarah's mom to be initially suspicious of Ashley because later... Once Sarah goes missing, um, Sarah's mom feels like Ashley is not telling her the truth. So that could have been a good place where that started, where she was like, I don't know how I feel about this girl, Ashley. But um, no, there's no dinner scene. We just go to the end where uh, Jade and Ashley want to go out to another party. But um, Sarah's not allowed to go because she's grounded. And that's... And then Ashley's in the hallway eavesdropping on jade and sarah yes yeah sarah's sort of you know talking badly about ashley and it's a mix of she's right about ashley but she's also jealous because this is her best friend and now she's sort of sharing her with ashley which all seems on the up and up um yeah and then ashley walks in and interrupts them but jade plays it like oh no we weren't talking about it yeah uh, and then they go to the party, and this is the party where they get drunk and they dance really close to each other, and then they go back to uh, Ashley's house afterwards, and they lay in bed together. And Ashley talks about murdering um, Sarah, although Jade isn't paying enough attention to pick up on that. Right. And um, I don't know. It's curious because we see a lot of pictures on the website. Um, which should be Facebook, but is called Book of Buddies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They didn't even try to ape Facebook's layout either. It it, it sort no. of looks more like Tumblr almost in terms of like it's got these sort of bubble pres- you know, uh, sort of series of bubbles as opposed to a wall and that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's obviously Facebook. <laughs> like that's what they're going for. <laughs> um. And Sarah's getting more and more jealous that she couldn't be at the party, that Ashley and Jade are so close. But as the pictures go along, they seem like they might be flirting. And so it's unclear whether or not Sarah is interested in Jade that way. And that's some of the jealousy or if the jealousy is purely I'm her best friend, no one else can be her best friend. Right, yeah. And then the, this book of buddies later is interesting too because at, at one point uh, Sarah's mom will go on it and look at pictures of um, Jade and, and Ashley hanging out. And this is what I mean by like time. It's unclear how long this has taken because there is a ton of pictures of Ashley and Jade together, including ones that seem to be shot by a third party. Like at one, one of them is them playing piano together, which we've never seen happen. Um, but it seems like as if yeah. like... And it seems like you know, like a really nice thing, you know, not like a lot of the pictures are parties and things like that. This seems like a very, like somebody's mom walked in and was like, Oh, you girls look so nice together. Pose at the piano. (laughs) It's just very weird. Like all the other pictures are like really close, you know, like selfies would be, but this one seems like somebody was like, Oh yeah, great. We'll be happy to take a picture of you guys. Yeah. Whose piano is that? Is that over at Ashley's house? Because that's like the only place we've seen them hang out other than parties. Right and school yeah. so is that the piano at school did they walk into the rehearsal space right. for the band music teacher was like oh, I'll take a picture, you guys. Great. <laughs> it's really random 
Uh, so anyways, yeah, so they have they go to this party. Sarah gets really upset. She puts on her buddy wall, um, parents suck, or, or something. Uh, parents are mean yeah. or something like that. Very, like... Parents suck, exclamation yeah. point. <laughs> really deep stuff. <laughs> um, but that gets to be important later because it fits with Ashley's whole plan on how to cover up this murder. Um, mm-hmm. I, oh, because she also writes in her notebook. Uh, she opens to a random blank sheet of paper <laughs> in her three-ring notebook and just writes... <laughs> bitch <laughs> and underlines it like in capital <laughs> <yeah>. letters <laughs> so mom will also find that later and, and at least initially this seems to fit with the narrative that she ran away again yeah i <laughs> i was really hoping that she'd like open up to the page and see the word bitch and then like the next page is like a whole journal entry about how she hates ashley and <laughs> feels left out but it's not it's just Bitch. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole journal entry. And there appears to be nothing before or after it. You know, like after, okay, <laughs> after it. Yeah, shortly after this, the murder happened. So okay, I can see that. But also, like, it literally seems like she had just a blank, a notebook filled with blank paper, and she's like, "Well, I won't put it up front because I don't want anyone to read it." But at page six, I'm mm-hmm. gonna write the word "bitch." <laughs> <laughs> that was very strange. <laughs> it would have been better if it was like. You know, her just saying she, and it could have been the mom or Ashley, right? right? Like, she doesn't understand me, and she's ruining my life, and uh, my life would be better without her or something. And then it's like, oh, it could be anybody. (laughs) But it's it's not that. Uh, Is the next scene... um, Ashley getting Jade ready to um, kidnap Sarah? Basically, yeah. There's a little bit in between where they're setting the trap by inviting Sarah out. She talks to Sarah and says that she's... Jade skipped school, I guess, that day because she wasn't feeling... She was feeling fine, but um, Ashley convinced her to skip school somehow. And so Ashley goes to school and says to Sarah that, no, she really misses you. She really wants to see you. Can you sneak out tonight? And basically convinces Sarah to sneak out without telling her parents. And then it's Ashley and Jade are getting ready for what Ashley is, you know, a murder. Uh, but Jade is still unaware. She just thinks that they're going to somehow upset Sarah so much that she won't be friends with them anymore. Yeah. I think she thinks that they're going to just, like, leave her in a random warehouse and then... She's going to have to make her way home and, like, admit to her parents that she snuck out and be, like, double grounded or something. Which, okay, that's not the Uh, same as murdering someone, but, like, this is a super sketchy warehouse in what appears to be, like, an abandoned part of town. So, you know, like, yeah, it's better than murdering someone if you just abandon her there, but it's, like, not the least bit cool. (laughs) Like, there's a lot of ways to upset somebody that wouldn't involve them stranding them somewhere where no one else is for miles around. (laughs) Yeah, it's strange, too, because maybe this speaks to my character as a lazy person. <laughs> but if I was going to be mean to someone, I would put so much lef- less effort into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would just write something nasty or, like, spread a rumor or, like, uh, just be, like, really passive aggressive. I wouldn't try to kidnap them and take them to a second location. Yeah. You know, even if I was stupid enough to think that okay, this probably will be fine. She won't bump into any, like, bad actors out there. You know, it's probably whatever. Even if I was stupid, I don't, I think I'm too lazy to go through with this plan. <laughs> yeah, and I think at one point Ashley does say, like, 
so we'll just ignore, right? Or something like that. And uh, Or Jade says that and Ashley quickly dismisses it. But it was funny to me that Jade didn't put up more of a fight about that. Like, I don't know. This sounds like a lot of work. I don't really want to see her. Can't we just not talk to her, especially since she's grounded? <laughs> like, it's not a thing where, like, Sarah keeps popping up places that they're at. She could just not speak to yeah. her. But, you know, Jade briefly says something like that. And Ash says, no, no, no. We have to make it sure so she never bothers us again. And again, mm-hmm. Jade being Jade's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I've spent so much time around like mean people who aren't murderous and (laughs) it's always so much easier it's always like oh we didn't get invited um to do this like special thing at this club so i'm gonna invite a bunch of my friends and we're gonna show up and it's gonna be like oh i didn't know you were gonna be here i'm just here with my group of friends Mm -hmm. and i totally didn't invite you either oh that's funny like that's how you're mean to someone yeah not just like sending them off in the middle of nowhere that's so like as a high schooler you should know that that's like dangerous and stupid and bad like and this is where the story doesn't make sense there's no real reason to make ashley this murderous person and jade this virtuous idiot like it just doesn't make sense right like as i said in real (laughs) life it appeared to be a plot between the two of them which makes more sense because in this one they have to go through like I said, just making uh, Jade at points look dumb or, you know, sort of completely unaware of the rest of the world around her. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's strange. They have her come out at like eight o'clock at night. Jade is um, not Jade. Well, actually, all three of them are only children. Right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> her parents are probably not in bed. Yeah, like, presumably. It's 8 o'clock at night, and she goes out the <laughs> front door. I'm like, how is she sneaking out? Like, you need to sleep, sneak out after your parents go to bed. It's like midnight, maybe? Like, and from your window? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> this isn't how sneaking out works at right. all. Right, I mean, she literally passes her father, doesn't Isn't he, like, pulling into the driveway so she has to hide behind the other car or something like that? Yeah. So. And it doesn't seem strange to him that the door is already unlocked. Or that. He wouldn't, like, go in and, like, peek his head in and say, hey, I'm home, good night, or whatever the case may be. You know, like, right. I have kids. I don't have teenagers yet, so maybe it's a little bit different at that point. But <laughs> when I get home and my kids are awake, I say hi to them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's still sulking, like, I don't want to talk to my daughter. She yeah. doesn't want me to move. <laughs> she won't let, Hate her. She She's won't let me have my fun career. <laughs> She doesn't understand me. I don't want to say hello. I don't know. That is that is strange. Because, like, even if he missed dinner, like, you just would stick your head into the the room and be like, hey, kiddo, yeah. working on homework. How's it going? Yep. You know? But no. Yeah, nothing. Anyways. Very strange. She goes down the street. Um, this is supposed to be an aid of her sneaking out, but it's really more so that no one on the street is able to pinpoint um, when it was that Sarah's abducted or who took her. And then they drive for a long time. I think it's like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. away. They go to a warehouse. Sarah walks in and she's been told that there's some sort of rave, but there's no one there. And so she's like, what's going on? Uh, Ashley grabs her phone, runs away and um, Sarah runs after her. And then Ashley stops abruptly and produces a small pocket knife stabs her 
and Jade is too far away to like physically intervene, so she's just screaming. Yeah, and that this scene is rough because what Sarah says over and over again is help me to her best friend and her best friend is at the other end of the warehouse essentially so she, she runs to her and by the time she gets there actually has stabbed her I don't know uh, quite a bit um, about five times yeah. I think and like you said it's, it's a pocket knife but it, she, I, she's putting it in the right place or whatever the case may be because there is no hope yeah, she's for not Sarah flashing at her she's stabbing in yeah her There's really time. no hope for Sarah by the time that Jade gets to her. Um, and no. like I said, it's just Sarah says four or five times, help me, help me, help me. And it's it is not an easy scene to watch. Like this is the point where it really becomes clear, like, oh, this is not a fun movie. Like there's no there's no joy in this movie. <laughs> this is not trashy fun. No. This is this is mean and dark, yeah. I mean, it's just it's so sudden. There's no reason that Sarah should suspect that uh, anyone's going to try to hurt her, let alone her friends. Right. And, and she's so small and has no weapons, and it happens so quickly, and there's nothing she can do. It's really awful. And if you're not familiar with the story, it, it, like in terms of story beats, it happens relatively early in the movie, too, so it's sort of surprising from that perspective as well. Like, you're expecting this to be, you know, a thing that, or at least I was, to, to be an ongoing struggle between Sarah and Ashley for sort of Jade's soul, for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, and here we are at, you know, 35 minutes or whatever the case may be, and oh my god, there's just somebody repeatedly stabbed on screen. Uh, even with Death Click, that's not what I was expecting at that moment. <laughs> so... Yeah, and and even if we don't see a lot of gore with it, it is, like, really well lit. So it's not like, yeah. oh, no, what happened? Oh, I guess she was stabbed. Like, you get to see her in full light get stabbed multiple mm-hmm. times. It's it's really awful. Yeah. yeah. So that happens, and then they leave. Do they leave her in the warehouse? Yes, they do, right? Yeah. They take everything else, Jade but they leave is... the body. Yeah, Jade is crying and holding on to her friend, and um, but she's like kind of in shock. And Ashley's like, "We have to go," and she's like screaming at her, and so she's just kind of like following along with what she's right. saying because she's like so out of it. And we see that Ashley has put, or Ashley hands is wearing gloves and hands the knife to Jade. Mm-hmm. So now Jade's fingerprints are all over it. Um. And at this point, me and my sister are screaming at the screen, don't touch it. (laughs) But of course she does. (laughs) Uh, And then that goes in like a plastic bag that Ashley has with her. And then Ashley's also wearing like, uh, I guess what's supposed to be like a raincoat to protect her clothes from the blood. But it looks like sort of yeah. like a designer coat. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't look like it's not like she's wearing like um, the rain slicker from American Psycho that he uses when he's using the chainsaw. Where you're like, oh yeah, that's a coat you wear when you're going to protect yourself from blood. Like it has a waist or it has a belt that cinches at the waist. <laughs> and you're like, again, it's one of those things where you're like, where did you get the money for this very expensive murder coat? <laughs> but, uh, so she's got that that's protecting her clothes. But it- <laughs> yeah, it's just an overcoat. It's not like. Yeah, it's it's not like rubberized right. or anything. So it protects her clothes, but what it doesn't protect is her shoes, which will be important later. Those beautiful purple shoes. Her beloved shoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they leave the warehouse, and then 
the next day, her mom goes to wake up her daughter for school and Sarah isn't there. And she thinks maybe her daughter ran away again. Uh, and she's scared and she talks to Sarah's dad and Sarah's dad's like, oh, I'm sure she's just blowing off steam and is immediately like trying to calm himself down and calm her down mm-hmm. and not take it seriously. Yeah, he he is. Uh, it's one of those things where like in a normal movie or in a normal situation, you'd think like, oh, he's kind of being the voice of reason. Let's take it easy. But you know that their daughter is dead in a warehouse somewhere. So you're you, he's incredibly frustrating in that context. You're like, no, no, call the cops now. Immediately do this thing. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and then the mom tries to talk to Jade. She calls Jade. Jade is still with Ashley. Yeah. You'd think that like once she got home with Ashley, some of the shock would begin to fade. Like it's been 30 minutes and she'd be like, I need to go home. Right. And like, even if she didn't go immediately to the cops, she'd be like, I just, I I just really want to go home. (laughs) But she doesn't. She stays with Ashley. She drinks a, a lot of alcohol to kind of block out what's happened and then she wakes up the next morning and sarah's mom calls her and while ash she's or while jade's doing that ashley is out disposing of evidence so she goes and throws her coat away and her gloves i think that's all she does initially right and then later is when she um ditches the no, cell phone at that same night okay this- no at the, the same night she's she's ditching stuff at like a truck stop yep. or a gas station and then um she she ditches that stuff in a dumpster and then goes to a truck and tosses in Sarah's phone so that when the cops go to look for Sarah, it's going to confuse them. Right. And the truck driver, again, I don't think this is intentional, but the truck driver is the only African-American person in the entire cast. And he ends up being the initial murder suspect because of this phone. And again, it's one of those things where you're like, come on, guys. Like, you can't do that if everyone else is white. You can't make your one suspect a yeah. black man. But they do. So. <laughs> <laughs> so she ditches the phone, then she comes back, and Jade is either distracted or passed out during this whole thing, as is... Yeah, Jade is uh, passed yeah, out. Yeah, as is Ashley's and mom, then, who we see initially when they come yeah. home, but is well into the bottle at that point. So the implication is that she's also she does, asleep. Yeah, she. her mom does see them come in for the night or go out for the night come in because she says to him oh "Oh, i thought you guys were going to be out or you're back early or something like that yes yeah 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 and so and she knows that they both went out together and they both came back together um but she doesn't like fully trust herself because the memory is hazy and she was drinking heavily that night so that's going to come up later but um sarah's mom is talking to jade and Jade pretends that she doesn't know anything about where Sarah might be, and she says she hasn't heard from Sarah, and is being coached by Ashley, who's in the room with her, and Jade's freaking out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty much all that happens yep. in that scene. Yeah, and then it becomes, uh, not a cat and mouse game per se, but a, sort of a, Sarah's mom is convinced there's more going on than what she's being told. Um, Jade can't make eye contact, she keeps saying, uh, and she's certain pretty quickly that it's Ashley's fault in some way. She doesn't know exactly what's happening, but she thinks that Jade is lying and that Ashley is somehow responsible for it. Um, And that goes on for a little while until Jade eventually cracks, right? Yeah, because Ashley seems a little too, like, rehearsed Mm -hmm. and 
like has every perfect thing to say all the time and uh the kids get um interviewed by a homicide detective and her partner um and jade is nervous which makes sense Mm -hmm. Uh, even if you're not guilty and you don't know the details of a crime if you're a kid and you're talking to a cop you're probably gonna be nervous (laughs) and uh, ashley is nonplussed which is very weird it is weird that she is that calm when talking to police officers. Right. And Ashley is doing the thing, too, that you know, people do when they lie, is that she keeps remembering details or, like, including details mm-hmm. she didn't initially include. And at first she's doing it to put them off the trail, you know, so she's slowly revealing things like, oh, no, Sarah did chase she was going to run away um, when the questions keep coming. Because I think her initial plan is actually just to pretend like they never knew that she was gone, didn't see her at all. But when questions keep happening, now she adds another detail. Oh, yeah, Sarah did tell us she was going to run away. She was pretty upset. Um, And then when it becomes clear to her that Jade is not doing well with this, that Jade isn't in love with her like she's in love with Jade, she starts to include details that point them towards Jade as possibly being more involved than she said or knowing more than she's claiming. So meanwhile, Jade's keeping the initial story, which is, no, we never saw her. We don't know what happened with her. While Ashley is uh, embellishing and adding more and more details, which has the effect of making Jade look like she's lying. Yeah. Um, also, at this point, Jade is living in her house alone. She wants to go to her dad's girlfriend's place, but her dad says, oh, we got to clear out the stuff from that room and make it into a bedroom. So you're going to have to wait a couple of days. Yeah, she's essentially sleeping in um, an empty house. <laughs> yeah like the only stuff in it is hers moved a lot of stuff. and it's in a room so the rest of the house appears to be like a show house which it probably was really <laughs> yeah um and then ashley shows up unannounced and is kind of like terrorizing jade sarah's mom comes by they have that whole conversation mm-hmm. and it's ironic because ashley has said sarah is hanging on to you and holding you back and it's so needy <laughs> And then, meanwhile, is totally needy. Right. It's exactly what <laughs> Ashley is, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Jade is, like, really afraid of upsetting Ashley because she knows that Ashley is a murderer. Mm-hmm. And um, she also doesn't want to get in trouble with the police, so she doesn't want to come forward. So Jade is scared. Yeah. So that's where we are with Jade. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And... Let's see. That brings us to... Yeah, so this continues on. Um, Jade confesses to Sarah's parents that Ashley murdered Sarah and brings them to the warehouse. Yeah, and on the way over, they call the police who um, get to the warehouse. Yeah. And however, because of the way Ashley's been going, the police immediately arrest Jade they do eventually pick up Ashley, but um, Ashley's also done things like she stowed the knife at the empty house. Um, and so between her story and the physical evidence at Jade's, uh, it begins to look like she is the suspect as opposed to Ashley actually being involved. So that, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Ashley spends one night in jail. Mm-hmm. Um because they can hold her without charging her for 24 hours, right. and they do. 
Um, and then she leaves and she gives like a statement to the press, not like an official one, but she's like, Oh yeah, this is sad. I don't know. I don't remember what she said. Yeah. It's very quick. They essentially, they catch her walking to her car. Um, but they don't know. I can't remember if they know Ashley's identity already. They specifically make mention that they don't know who is being held, that Jade's being held. Um, so in any case, Ashley comes out, they're waiting there, cameras, pictures, that sort of thing. She says, it's a scary thing. Uh, and then she gets in her car and drives away. Um, and Sarah's mom sees this footage and is more convinced than ever that exactly. Ashley's involved. Yeah, she's too, again, like you said earlier, she's too polished. She seems, you know, she doesn't seem freaked out at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is true. Ashley at no point seems to have any emotion except for mild anger and that sort of creepy lust <laughs> thing she does. Otherwise, she seems kind yeah. of automaton. Yeah. It's it's funny, earlier on in the movie, before you know that she's a murderer, she has, like, <laughs> this weird cadence to her voice where it's like, ba-ba, 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 ba-ba. And then she'll just repeat that, like, intonation with everything she says. Right. And it's like, people don't talk like that. So I don't know if she's, like, trying to, if the actress is trying to indicate, like, this person doesn't have, like, human emotions or something. <laughs> right, this is a sociopath. Here's how you can tell. She talks funny. Yeah. <laughs> She talks funny. Yeah. And so she goes to school, and despite the police holding Jade, everybody at the school seems convinced that Ashley either did it or was a co-conspirator. Was involved. Yeah. Uh, one of the girls says at one point, I think Clay's, who was going to be Clay's date to the dance, says, um, everyone knows you did it. She knew Jade for too long for her to kill her, that kind of thing. Um Clay, however, is... Now Clay's just a weirdo. He's turned on by the fact that he thinks Ashley might have been involved <laughs> in the murder of another person. And so he drops his date and asks her to this dance. Which, I don't know what yeah, to make of that. Like, I, do, I don't have very many... Yeah. I don't have very many notes. I have, like, uh, Sarah ran away at some point. Book of Buddies is what they call Facebook. <laughs> Clay wants to date someone who maybe is a killer. Yeah. And this isn't a thing, like... It's not subtext. It's text. Clay literally says, like, I think that's kind of hot. You might have murdered somebody. It's <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> like, you're like, Clay, all right, Clay's a creep. But also, like, I don't know your average 17-year-old boy's like, I really would like to date somebody who's a murderer. That'd be hot. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> it's just, I don't, it's so strange. It's like, I don't, like, there's lots of things that guys will say that be like oh, I think that's hot and then right. like hit on someone and like there's a lot of things that he could say that would be creepy and be like yeah that's hot but like you may be involved in a murder that's hot is like <laughs> just outside of the realm of reality I've never heard of anything right and it's not like, like a what? center of attention thing like it doesn't play across as like well everybody's talking about her I want to be with the girl that everybody's paying attention to no it's literally just I heard you might have murdered somebody. I think that's sexy. <laughs> All right, Clay, go for that. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it doesn't make... You're just like... I don't know. I keep trying to make it make sense. Like, okay, so from his perspective... And that's right. as far as I get, because it makes no damn sense. Because <laughs> even, like, the whole, you know, phenomenon of people writing to oh, people... Oh, so and, weird. Yeah. Even, like, the thing about, you know, people write to prison and they fall in love with prisoners and then they marry, like, killers who are behind bars... You, those women are never like, I thought it was hot he murdered eight people. They're always like, 
he turned out he had a really gentle soul, or I don't see how he could possibly have done the things that he did, or yes, he was terrible, but now he's changed. Whereas the narrative here is just, no, oh, I like a woman who murders people. That's <laughs> just wild. Yeah. We got we got to have like a follow up movie just on Clay. What does he get up to yeah, later? It what can't happens be good. to that guy? Because I, I don't know. Either he ends up a murderer <laughs> himself, or he definitely gets killed by somebody because he thinks it's hot. <laughs> yeah, he might be like this weird, almost like Charles Manson person, where he's like, "Hey, babe, do you think you could kill somebody? It would really like help get me off." Yeah, I was gonna say he's he, just like encouraging his dates to like murder people. From like know. eighteen to thirty-four, weird. he's just got a kind of normal life, but things go stale in his marriage, and suddenly he's asking his wife, "Hey, do you think you could murder somebody for me? Because I think that's sexy." <laughs> and she's like. Okay, when you say murder, what does that mean exactly? Oh, you mean like role play? No, no, I mean like kill some somebody. Sort of role playing thing? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. Anyways, so he asks her to the dance, and the dance is what later that same week that Sarah's yeah, body is found. It's that weird thing that happens. Like I don't know about you, but when I was in high school, people asked like weeks in advance to dances, considerably far out. But in movies, it always seems like, hey, there's a dance tonight. Do you want to go? Uh, yeah. So it's one of those situations is, yeah, if it's not the night, the day before, it's within a couple of days that he asks her. It's so gross. Yeah. And because as the Spanish teacher says, like, this should have been canceled. Right. I was going to say. Like, there's no reason that we should have be having a dance right They now. really lampshade it with like, a Spanish I got roped teacher into that says, and... like, yeah, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't understand why we're doing this. A girl just died. <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, Mr. Ramirez or whatever the hell your name is, like you're a hundred percent right. Well, the f- there should not be a dance the same week somebody is murdered and her body is. Found. And unfortunately, in my life, I've had classmates die when I was in high school, and I, this may not be a universal experience, but I think it happens. You know, it it really upsets people for one thing, and also there is unfortunately there are people who also like emphasize how upset they are, so everybody can see how upset they are and things like that. That happens. Oh, sure. This doesn't happen at all, this thing. Like, the closest anyone has any feelings about it are the three girls Clay's supposed to be dating, her two friends, who are pissed at Ashley, but they're angry about her going with Clay, and they just make mention of the fact that she's a murderer. They don't seem particularly upset about the fact that Sarah died, and no one else does. And I know she was, like, best friends with Jade, but you figure she had classes with other people and things like that. Like, no one seems sad about this at all. It's so weird. And it's weird. Yeah, it's weird, too, because, like, when somebody dies, even if that person wasn't your friend, you're like, oh, my gosh, I had class with her. That's so crazy that she's dead. That's such a exactly, weird thing. Exactly, yeah. And she was my age, and that's so scary, and I'm so sad. Like, she seemed nice enough. Like, I didn't talk to her that much, but, oh, my gosh. No one even has that reaction. Right. Of, like, I didn't know her, but it's still awful. And she also didn't die of, like, cancer or something like that, where you're like you know exactly what happened or you maybe were aware that she was sick for a while. Like she got murdered in a warehouse on the outskirts of town. Like, I don't know about you, but that would freak me out. Like this girl who was like, seemed it's properly pretty nice. traumatizing hearing that. Yeah. About she seemed pretty nice. Else. She did well in school. Like she was never really in any trouble. And she got like stabbed multiple times in a warehouse. Like I, I, I would be beside myself. Like what the hell is happening in my town? Uh, but everybody this dance is perfectly fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. We don't really see any reaction from anyone outside of Sarah's family, Jade, no. Ashley. 
three girls randomly there and clay yeah and clay could not care less right <laughs> sarah had her chance to have sex yeah. with him didn't she take blew it. it she may as well be dead <laughs> oh. oh boy yeah so um so at the dance it's so funny <laughs> i wonder if they use like the spanish um classroom or something because they put literal bed sheets on the wall yes. to make it look like a different room yep. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and it doesn't have that feel like, of like. Sheets? Yeah, it didn't have that feel of like, oh, it's a school dance and they're cheap. You know, they're doing whatever they can. It definitely had that feel of like, we have a set, <laughs> so this is how we're doing it. <laughs> I know it's so crazy because, like, I mean, uh, they. I mean, I guess they only really have three locations at the school. There's the parking lot. There's like some outdoor scenes near lockers, right. and then there's the Spanish classroom like they really could have it was such a nondescript classroom just take the sombreros off the wall (laughs) (laughs) and like put up some twinkle lights and like a banner that says the year you know that's it (laughs) and i would have been fine don't put bed sheets on the wall that's like really weird (laughs) yeah so she eventually oh so this is uh, we forgot about this part so Earlier in the day, before Clay asked her to the dance, or maybe afterwards, she has a new pair of leopard print shoes on, and there's a girl we've never seen before who compliments her on mm-hmm. it. And we see Ashley's mm-hmm. mind click on, and she fixates on this girl. And this girl is also mm-hmm. at the dance, and so she kind of ditches Clay and asks the girl if she wants to go out back and have a drink. But then the girl spots her mm-hmm. boyfriend across the party, or her date maybe. Uh, so she leaves mm-hmm. her, and that's... Um, and so yeah. Ashley says, all right, let's get out of here to Clay. Uh, and they go mm-hmm. briefly make out in the Jeep. And then he, she bites his lips so hard he's bleeding. And, and he she walks away. Yeah, no, doesn't he drive her home still? No, she gets out oh, of the car. Oh, she gets out of the car. Because he's going to say, this is a guy who got told, I'll make out with you, but I won't have sex with you, who abandoned a girl in a forest. <laughs> but a girl bites through <laughs> his lip and he's like, yeah, I'll drive you home. <laughs> no, but she, you're right. She leaves. <laughs> yeah. That scene with the girl is weird because the girl is kind of being flirtatious with Ashley. So you get the sense that, like, they might be interested in each other. And then as soon as she's like, oh, let's go out back, she's like, oh, I shouldn't do this. Right. And it's so sudden. And it doesn't. It's like she suddenly remembered, hey, wait a minute, aren't you that murderer? Maybe I shouldn't go be alone with you anywhere. Right. And it doesn't play like, oh, my boyfriend's here, or like, I have a boyfriend, I don't want to get caught. It's literally as if one thing was happening, and then immediately, uh, again, to use the term, a switch was thrown, and she was like, oh, no, wait, I don't like girls. But why were you fl- <laughs> I don't understand what this relationship is. And not just like, hey, well, my boyfriend's over there, I'm going to go talk to him, do you want to come? Literally like, no, I shouldn't go out back with you. Bye. <laughs> All right. And it's like, it's so, this is a person we've never seen. Right. We're never going to see her again in the movie. So, like, it doesn't really do anything except for solidify the fact that Ashley likes girls. Yes, yeah. And it's like, all right. Like, I don't know how important that information is this late in the movie. Right. So she goes home. I don't and know. And then this is, this is the final confrontation, right? Is that where we are? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she goes home. Sarah's mom goes over to uh, Ashley's mom's place, and she's like, "Your daughter might be a monster, right. and you need to be a good mom. And if my Sarah, who I loved, 
was responsible for hurting somebody else, I would do the right thing, mm-hmm. even if it was hard, because I'm her mom and that's my job. And so... And then Ashley gets Yeah, home. and so essentially they, they do a sting on her. Um, so the mom starts to talk about, no, I do remember that you went out and came back together. and I saw you washing the blood off your shoes. And she's sort of saying, like, did you do these things? Did you do these things? And Ashley more or less confesses. But then she goes full into, like, you're weak and pathetic, Mom, and if you don't watch it, I'm going to take you out like I took this girl out. It's one of those very classic... she was weak and pathetic. Right. Yeah. It's one of those very classic movie confessions where they have to do it in such a way to leave absolutely no doubt. So they can't just have her say, mm-hmm. like... But it has to be dramatic, so she can't just say, yes, Mom, I killed Sarah. She has to be like, I killed Sarah, and I will kill you, too, and I'll kill everybody in this mm-hmm. world. <laughs> it's like, all right, all right, we get it. I'll kill everyone in this <laughs> stupid town. <laughs> I don't care. That's what it takes to have cool shoes. I don't care. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so she does that, and then she goes to slap Mom, which she's done a couple of times before. But this time, Mom catches her hand, because Mom's sober for once, I guess. Or also, it's a metaphor sure. for how the relationship has changed. I don't know. So, anyways, Mom yes, stops her from slapping her this time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then Sarah's mom comes out and says, well, I heard it, too. And Ashley's response is, well, it's your word versus mine. Which I guess is true, but I don't know. Like, the word of a mom who's grieving talking about a teenage girl is probably going to carry more weight than the teenage girl who up until 24 hours ago was the suspect in that murder. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But in any case, also her mom, her own mom, is saying that she said these things. But anyways, so it looks like, oh, maybe Ashley can still get out of it. And then the police detective from earlier is also there. So this has been a whole thing that they set up. Yeah, it's a double reveal. And they arrest her, and then they allow Mom to brutalize her while she's in handcuffs. (laughs) Which Ashley, to her credit, points out, you can't do that. And they let her do it anyways, so Mom gets to slap Ashley for once. And I guess we're supposed to feel good about that as opposed to just, like, everything's terrible (laughs) in this situation. Uh, yeah, and then they take her away. It's strange that the homicide detective is there without backup. Yeah, nope. Like, if you're going to be doing this sting, you should have backup nearby. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, very confident detective, I guess. Um, I guess. And that's it. Like, we don't ever see uh, Jade again, do we? No, that's that's the end of the movie. And then that's why I, I looked it up at the end, because I was like, wait a minute, did Jade... Was were any charges levied against the character who was right. Jade? And then I realized they both were responsible in real life. And Jade for went to prison for er, stabbing the victim oh, yeah. on the count of three. Right, and uh, the character who the real life person who was the character Jade went to or is sentenced for thirty years. So it wasn't like um, I don't know accessory after the fact or some kind of situation. Apparently, she was just as guilty. Uh, but the movie doesn't yeah. talk about that at all. Instead, we get a final scene where mom and dad let go of a red and a black ribbon. Uh, yeah. As a, as a, I don't know, a catharsis that they're okay with their daughter's dead now because they caught the... I don't really understand what we're supposed to get out of that. I do like that clearly they ran the film backwards, though, because the red and blue ribbon are supposedly like caught by the wind and blown up into the air. But they couldn't get that effect, so they just filmed them falling, I think, and then they just ran it backwards. So it has this sort of like eerie reverse. It's yeah, it's very odd. Um, but that, that, so that's the last scene is that like oh the ribbon, 
We don't hear anything after they put Ashley in the car. There's no more dialogue. We never see Jade no, again. No, we just see them do that. And I guess we just supposed to be okay with, oh, the parents are fine. <laughs> As opposed to, like, yeah. this is their this... whole lives that just got shattered. Yeah. They um they have a, a small memorial for their daughter in front of their house. And my sister was like, that's it? There's, like, one teddy bear and, yep. like, a couple of flowers? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe there's multiple memorials to this girl around town. Okay. And this is one of many. But it did, it did look strange. Yeah. yeah. So I guess we're at the point where we can uh, rate this movie in terms of quality and in terms of mockability. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, in some ways, it's... Uh, I guess Book of Buddies would be the, the indication for <laughs> All right, there we go. how silly this movie is. Yeah, it's it's sort of weird because there is, as we you probably noticed in us talking, uh, everyone out there, that there is a fair amount of mockability here. Um, it's just in service of a really unpleasant story, so it's hard to like tag, uh, you know, separate those things out. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I'm gonna say that it's. Uh, I, I'm gonna say it's maybe a. Three and a half in terms of quality. I thought the acting was pretty solid throughout. Um, And it was, I mean, definitely emotionally moving. Uh, It's hard not to be emotionally moving when you're talking about the death of a child. I don't know if they had to do heavy lifting in order to get that out of me. It's more the subject matter. But, um, I mean, I think it was pretty okay, this movie. In terms of mockability, I'm going to give it zero. This is joyless and awful to watch. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that, like, Ashley's performance, I don't know that it's good per se, but it's definitely a choice she made, and it definitely makes her, like, very noticeable on screen, and not in a strictly, like, she's so terrible kind of way. Um, So, yeah, 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 Yeah. I think I might go a little less, like a three, but I think you're right about that. Um, Mockability is so hard, because, like I said, if you cut that terrible scene out in the middle where you watch a girl die <laughs> there's plenty to be mocked but yeah, yeah it just that really it sounds dumb to say but that really ruined things for me <laughs> uh, and then to find out i don't like watching people get murdered and then to find out on top of it i'm not a clay right? <laughs> and then to find out on top of it that it was you know that's a real thing that actually happened really also you know adds to the the direness yeah. of it yeah, it, it was a bummer. I'm so sorry. I thought Death Click, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a fun, trashy thing. It was not. So my apologies. I know, I should have looked a little closer into it before. I'm like, hey, do you want to watch this or Death Click? Right. I don't even remember what the it other was. It like was like a friend about. like me, yeah. and I was like, oh, that, that'll be fine. But uh, Death Click sounds exciting. <laughs> but it turns out, no, I'm not a Clay. I don't I don't like this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I, I don't. I didn't think there would ever be a day where I'd be like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could just watch Insta Psycho again, but <laughs> Oof. I wish I could just watch Insta Psycho again because <laughs> that wasn't based on anything true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. But we survived it. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the best choice yeah. of words, but no, yeah, we I'm got aware. through watching yeah. this movie. <laughs> that was an unfortunate phrasing on my part. I take blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, 
yeah, if if this movie's on TV, like it's your life, you can watch it. I wouldn't recommend it. No, um, I wouldn't either. <laughs> and I can't even point to like one scene. Like, don't watch it. Don't watch the murder, but watch this one scene because it's truly funny. It's not like it's a cumulative thing of like there's weird aspects and like the performance. Like I said, is very strange and therefore in some ways worth watching. But there's too much grossness <laughs> around it to make it worth your time. Yeah. Well, Tim, do you have anything that you want to share with the audience, things where people can find you? Uh, I mean, you laid it out pretty well. Um, the biggest thing right now is uh, you can read a bunch of my reviews on movies and TV on The Spool. Uh, I would push you in that direction. Um, you can find me at Ungaje, that's U-N-G-A-J-J-E, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram, if that's your thing. But my Instagram's like, I'm a boring dad on Instagram, so that's probably not going to be that exciting <laughs> for you. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry that I made us watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the spool just the spool.com? Uh, it's actually the spool.net. .net. Yes. Okay. That's good to know. Um want to thank everybody for listening. I do have a little note of where all the things I want to tell you are. Will I find it? Maybe. <laughs> Let's see. Deep, 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 deep. Okay, yes. Um, you, as a podcast listener, can find the show at all the usual spots. If you have friends who don't listen to podcasts, you can send them to notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email the show at notanotherbadmoviepodcast at gmail.com. You can throw me a dime at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Just search for Not Another Bad Movie Podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at N-A-B-M Podcast. And yeah, July is a double episode month because it's Christmas in July. So look forward to that, guys. Yay! Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.